This is Actualize Freedom, straight talk on growing clicks and conversions on Amazon FBA from people doing it every day. Now here's your host, digital marketing acrobat, Danny Kenji Carlson. What's up, guys? This is Danny Carlson, your host of the Actualize Freedom podcast, and I am here today in person with Nate Ginsberg. And this is interesting. This is an actual in-person interview. Normally, you see us over a Skype video call or something like that, but we are here in Bali, in Changu, where there's an awesome community of Amazon sellers, and there's people doing really cool online businesses. So I, it would be a shame if I didn't do some in-person interviews here with people like Nate. So Nate's got a really interesting backstory, which we're going to dive into in a second, of how he launched and sold his first Amazon FBA business and then he was left with a scenario like what's next and now he is doing what's next so without further ado welcome to the podcast Nate yeah thank you for the uh the the intro um yeah it's been super cool hanging in Bali excited to uh get to get to jam it out on the mic heck yeah man so I mean Tell me a little bit about this place that we're in right now here. Like for people who can't see on the video, but we got a view right behind us of the ocean. We're like how far from the beach? Like two minute walk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, hanging at my, uh, my my place here in, in Changu, Bali, which is uh, where where we met. And uh, yeah, looking out uh, over um, over the balcony where uh, first there's a nice a nice ring of um, construction, but uh, beyond that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, waves, waves breaking, um, super blue water. You can see some, see some surfers out there. Uh, yeah, maybe a, a two minute walk from the beach. It's, um, yeah, Chengu is nice. Uh, absolutely. And whether you're a guy or a girl, there is many, many attractive people walking around all over the place. So you have to watch out for that and just stay focused a lot of the time <laughs> on your work. <laughs> but if you're into that, then it's a good spot for sure. Uh, so Nate, maybe let's start out by going into your the journey of starting your first Amazon business. Let's just start from start from there. Like, how did you how did you start that, and how did that all take off for you? Yeah, so I uh, got into online business stuff maybe uh, six or seven or something years ago. Uh, was trying around a bunch of different stuff, doing some consulting, and and really just you know trying different things to see what you know what would stick. And uh, at the time, I well, I, I moved to uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, in I think like this was twenty end of twenty thirteen. Um, and you know, a- after moving there, uh, started meeting and kind of getting involved with the uh, amazing just like online business entrepreneurial community uh, in I, I mean in Ho Chi Minh City as well as just kind of a- around the region. And you know, from there. Uh, met some people that were doing really well selling on Amazon. And I had tried a lot of other things up to that point of which, you know, with uh, varying degrees of success, uh, nothing though that really, you know, really hit in the way that I, that I, uh, you know, wanted. And so, so yeah, I had some friends that, you know, were doing on Amazon and I guess this this is maybe, you know, a, a year later, so the, I think the end of 2014 was when I was starting to kind of get serious thinking about about um, selling on Amazon, and was really fortunate to have some uh, just like uh, you know, amazing friends and people around me that were so generous with their uh, time and knowledge, and really just you know showing me uh, how the business model worked and you know what I had to do, and really just you know helping me uh, you know get started, and and eventually what led to uh, launching my first product. And uh, so, so yeah, that that was my first product went live. I think in the spring of 2015. 
And uh, yeah, that was how it all, uh, I guess, got started from there. And maybe you can speak a little bit to the power of surrounding yourself with those other Amazon sellers, those people that were kind of showing your ropes, right? Like what is, what did that do for you um, when you're just starting out, do you think? I mean, I'm a, a huge believer in you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And this has and continues to just like be, uh, you know, so powerful uh, in, you know, everything in my life. And, and yeah, uh, I'm, you know, very much evidence of like that rule, you know, in, in effect of being able to surround yourself with the right people. You just, you know, learn and, and kind of, um, yeah, just absorb and, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways can get, you know, pulled up by the community that's around you. And, and that's why for me, like I've, I've traveled a lot or been traveling a lot the last few years. And, you know, for me, it's all, it's all about, you know, people and community and, um, you know, finding those communities that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, happy or proud or, you know, motivated to be an average of those five people, because it really, it, I mean, it's, it's really powerful, whether you like it or not, you know, you're going to become, you know, the average of those people you're surrounded by. And so better to be intentional about it, uh, versus, uh, you know, maybe being, uh, becoming, you know, the average of some people that you, that you, you know, might not want to be. Oh, absolutely. And like, that's part of the reason why I'm actually considering right now, just basing myself out of Bali instead of Vancouver. Like I was going to go back to Vancouver after, well, I was in the Philippines for four months, but I like Bali so much. I think I'm just going to stay here for who knows how long and just make this my new home. Honestly, it, because you're just surrounded by so many other inspiring entrepreneurs out here, just the the vibe, like you said, is kind of rising all ships, right? Yeah, uh, totally agree and um, echo the sentiments about, you know, the community here in Bali. And and yeah, like, you know, I mean, met you here, uh, had dinner last night with this other, you know, was introduced to this really like interesting Amazon guy who's got a, a really big business, um, as well as just all kinds of different, you know, entrepreneurs and, and as well as, you know, lifestyle and health. And, and it's just like a really... Uh, interesting community of smart people that are that are doing cool stuff and uh, and, and and yeah it's a well special place here <laughs> heck yeah man so tell me a bit about the sale of your business what was that whole process like like did it just reach a certain point where it just made a lot of sense to you to sell or was that always the goal yeah so our our sale came um, pretty uh, I, I guess uh, Surprisingly, um, wasn't wasn't planned for. So also to to step back, uh, so I started the business, launched the first product in say the spring of 2015. Um, did okay, then launched the second product uh, that summer, and that was the one that really like hit and it started selling. You know, we thought I thought it was gonna sell you know 10 a day or 15 a day, and all of a sudden this thing it's selling 20 a day, 30 a day, 40 a day, then boom out of stock, and you know I'm like maxing out my credit cards, you know, air shipping as much as I can, you know, try to like, you know, get these things stay in stock and all right, back in stock, you know, 20 a day, 30 a day, 50 a day, boom, out of stock again, you know, all right, back in stock, you know, 50, 60, 70, out of stock. And, um, you know, we kind of rode that for, uh, into the first, you know, holiday season, you know, into November, December launched, you know, uh, launched a handful of other products. And, uh, yeah, we finished up that December doing, uh, you know, over six figures in sales, which, I thought it was an amazing accomplishment, was really, you know, excited by all that and all the growth. And, 
you know, but then I was sitting there kind of like, you know, looking at my bank account and like, oh, like our sales were, you know, uh, we were selling a ton of this stuff, which was awesome. We we're selling a lot of products, but you know, banking out wasn't. And so, um, so then I actually had uh, the the first opportunity and um, took on an investor, my uh, a good friend of mine, Travis, who's the co-founder of AMZ Tracker, which uh, he had uh, exited uh, partially at that time, and he was looking to get involved as an investor. And you know, he was a friend of mine from Vietnam, and you know, back to this whole like. You're the average of the people you surround yourself with, um, you know, was, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I was very, you know, excited and grateful for the opportunity to get to, you know, one, uh, take some, you know, uh, like take some cash off the table and, you know, put some money in my pocket, um, as well as to then, you know, team up with one of the most, you know, successful entrepreneurs that, that, you know, I knew, uh, and also just like, a, you know, such a good guy. And so, yeah, so that happened. And then, you know, we, we kept building the business, you know, things were growing, uh, a year later, pretty, um, pretty unexpectedly was, was catching up with Travis and I was in Vietnam and I don't know, he might've been in Taiwan. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but you know, he just kind of casually mentioned like, Hey, like, uh, would you be interested in, you know, selling the business? It's like, Oh yeah. The, the, so the company that bought, uh, Travis's a few other businesses from Travis was also acquiring more businesses. So he was just like, you know, yeah. Um, you know, would you be interested in selling? I was like, well, um, yes, I would. <laughs> so, uh, you know, three days later, uh, I'm on a plane to China to meet with the, you know, the CEO of this, you know, this big business there to, you know, make a deal to, you know, sell our business. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, long story short, fast forward, you know, uh, I don't know, I think the whole process ended up taking maybe a month or two. And uh, yeah, ended up, you know, came to agreement to uh, sell the uh, the USA side of our Amazon business. And um, we, so uh, the US side was the one that was making, you know, the, the overwhelming majority of the, you know, revenue and the profit. And so that's the side that they were interested in. Whereas on the, the European side, we, which we, we didn't sell, there was like a lot of products, you know, in production and launching. And so it was just like difficult to put a value on and there was all this stuff in the pipeline. And, and so, uh, we ended up keeping that, but you know, it was like basically sold the one that was making all the sales and then, you know, kept the one with all the, uh, just, you know, still stuff in production and the pipeline and, and, um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, fast forward after that, um, you know, it, it put enough, like, you know, it, uh, wasn't enough money that I was, <laughs> I wasn't looking at retirement, but definitely was enough money to get me thinking about a lot of really, you know, important questions like what's important, what am I good at? You know, what do I want? Um, where should I go? Who do I want to be with? Uh, you know, all these like, you, know, you kind of get into this, it's like, uh, you know, quite an existential, um, you, you know, rabbit holes trying to figure out all this stuff. And, and, uh, well, well, yeah, so, well, that's how, so that was the sale. And then, you know, leading into, yeah, all these questions about like, you know, what's next, um, which was, you know, kind of started that journey. Um, you know, now this is like, uh, I guess, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, and that is, so for people listening, that is an incredibly fast business sale. That is like, it's not normally that fast of a process, right? You're like, 
So three days later, after you found out it was a possibility, you're on a plane to China, and then a month later, like the whole thing's done, right? That, that's, that's an incredibly fast business sale. So I think a good lesson out of that is like the value of the value of your your own network of the people who you surround yourself with your friends right like that that was only made possible because you were partnered with with someone who could make it happen because if you're someone else and you want to go about selling your business i can guarantee it's not going to be like that it's not the same no uh absolutely and to uh you know to echo that a few a few you know i think pretty uh important things to note or takeaways you know one is like you said, like the, you know, value in your network and your community and, um, you know, that being one in terms of how that leads to opportunities. And, and additionally, when it comes to business sales, you know, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, um, something that I've, you know, that I've definitely learned is that, you know, you only need one person or business that, you know, is, is interested and is the right fit. And, um, you know, in my case, like there could have been, you know, a thousand other people that, you know, weren't interested or it, may, it wasn't the right time or it wouldn't have, you know, gone through that way. But like, as was evidenced by, you know, what, what, you know, happened in, you know, with, with my business is like, there, there was indeed one person at least <laughs> that was interested, was interested then. And, you know, that's all you needed to, to make it happen. And so, um, so yeah, uh, it, it doesn't have to be the right fit or the right opportunity for, you know, everybody as long as it's the right fit or opportunity for, you know, one person. Yeah, it's so powerful. And so that brings us right to what you're doing now, right? You went through this whole process of you've, you've got a chunk of money and you have some time to think about what what's your next move, right? You're... You don't strike me as the kind of guy who just wants to chill on a beach and drink beers all day long. <laughs> so, so what was that whole process like? Just actually having a clean slate, you have the you have the safety net to really figure things out and what you want to do next. Yeah, it's uh, you know definitely been a journey, still continues to be a journey, um, and and yeah, you know went down a lot of rabbit holes. Like like I was saying, you know who am I? What am I good at? You know diving into all these different you know, personality assessments and, you know, what's my, you know, primary function and, and, you know, who, like, what are the things that I'm good at? Uh, got really into this idea of, um, unique ability and that we all have these things that, you know, we're best at and that, you know, we enjoy and that give us energy and, 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 and yeah, one of the, uh, well, and so that, that concept of unique ability, which is, uh, from, uh, Dan Sullivan of a strategic coach who's got a ton of podcasts and books. Uh, he's got some amazing content and, uh, yeah, he has this concept called unique ability that, you know, is basically what it sounds like. You know, we all have this thing or, you know, these, these things that you're best at, um, that you enjoy, that you can keep getting better at and that actually like give you energy. And part of what he teaches is that it's every entrepreneur's, uh, best opportunity to, you know, have an impact, to create value, to receive value is to, you know, identify what their unique ability is and, and basically do as much of that as possible and, you know, delegate and offload, um, as much of the other things that aren't their unique ability 
so that they can, you know, focus on and do do what they're best and they enjoy and again, have an impact, receive an impact. Anyway, so so this idea really really resonated with me. And um, you know, it got me thinking a lot about and, and it's it's also it's a way that I've kind of operated in my uh previous businesses. And so, uh like I said, back to the sale, we sold the USA side, but we kept the European side, which was much, you know, smaller and the stuff going on and so uh, I ended up well, so with the sale. Uh, I kept my team, and uh, I love my team. I have an amazing team. Um, in terms of running the businesses, like to be honest, um, I'm not the most skilled at doing a lot of the activities that you know are required to run you know e-commerce businesses. Uh, but what I uh, you know maybe part of my unique ability is finding people that are far better and more qualified to, you know, operate these different areas and, you know, finding them, hiring them, you know, empowering them, uh, and, you know, leading them to, you know, handle these areas of the business that I, you know, didn't know how to do and, and, you know, didn't really want to do, you know, for example, stuff around supply chain, finance, operations, um, you know, it's, it's important stuff. Uh, you got to get your goods from you know point A to you know point B to the Amazon warehouses, whatever. And and yeah, that was always part of a bus- part of the business that like I never really enjoyed. I mean, I don't know. Like it's uh, especially getting started. Like it can be hectic trying to coordinate with all the freight forwarders and getting everything through customs and needing to get the documents from the factory to get this to that to like anyway all this stuff that has to get done. And, you know, again, like I, I, you know, back also this idea of unique ability, I didn't think that was my, you know, where I could add the most value to the business. Uh, so, uh, well, what I was able to do was, you know, get some amazing people around me to, you know, handle all these areas that I, you know, didn't want to, or wasn't able to myself. And so, uh, and that's stuff that I, you know, kept thinking about after, you know, after we sold the the bigger side of the business and then kept the EU stuff and as well as kept the team, just kind of got me thinking like, oh, well, like, you know, maybe there's some other people uh, out there, other sellers similar to me that, you know, don't enjoy uh, finance, don't enjoy supply chain, don't enjoy some of this operation stuff. And also maybe, maybe they don't enjoy the hiring and, you know, training and onboarding and, and, you know, management side like I do. It's like, oh, like, Maybe my team could, you know, help start assisting uh, some other people with their businesses. And so started just kind of floating the idea around to some of my friends. And, uh, you know, it wasn't too long before their, yeah, we, you know, uh, onboarded our, our kind of first handful of customers. And that was the start of what has now become uh, Sellerplex, the the new business now that I've been been working on and, you know, and it's been cool. Like a lot of this, again, you know, keeping like through the lens of of like unique ability and and uh, building things for the long term and adding value and and uh, yeah, you know, part of the the mission at Sellerplex is to you know support other entrepreneurs in doing what they do best and what they enjoy, whether that's you know uh, product development or branding or marketing. Uh, biz dev and you know support them and allow them to offload those areas that need to be done but you know they're not excited about doing 
supply chain, finance, admin, uh, and and yeah, and so it's been a really uh, it's been a really you know cool journey uh, so far. It continues to be a cool journey to uh, be able to you know one in the business like do do activities that you know I enjoy and I think you know fall into my unique ability. Um, as well as, you know, support other entrepreneurs in also, you know, doing what they do best and what they enjoy and allow them to focus more on their unique ability and just be able to, you know, delegate, delegate the areas that, you know, they don't want to deal with, uh, and just like help support them in growing better, more fun businesses. Yeah. And that is, so, so talk me through a little bit about the, the process in your brain. Like how did you, how did you identify that this was your unique ability like this this was the thing was that a particular just like chatting with friends or did one of these tests really kind of help you identify that yeah so i mean the the unique ability in particular is um i mean there's like there is like a test that you can kind of you know or an exercise to go through um but for me what so the unique ability if i remember right there's like four characteristics uh something that you're you know you're great at that you enjoy, that you can continue to get to continue to improve at, and when you're performing these activities, it actually gives you energy. And so I just kind of started looking through the activities that I was performing, um, you know, kind of more through that lens, and you know, in particular, becoming more aware of this, uh, you know, the the criteria of of gives you energy, or on the other side you know, drains your energy. And so, you know, and I'll say, I mean, before getting into Sellerplex, this new business, you know, that wasn't the first new thing that I tried over the last, you know, year or two years or whatever. Like there were a lot of other, you know, varying degrees of, you know, half-assed attempts at new businesses. And, and, um, anyway, uh, as I was, you know, trying to figure any of this out and, and, you know, doing, performing different activities, you know, one of these criteria that I just continue to become more aware of is, is, you know, like energetically, like, do I get more excited or more energy or does it feel, you know, draining? And, uh, and so, yeah, just kind of like, I I mean, looking at things through that and just seeing like, you know, at the activities that I'm doing, you know, after I have, you know, for example, after some, you know, calls with my team, Um, like I just get excited. Like I love, uh, I mean, I love my team. I've got great people and, you know, I really, I really enjoy that role of like, you know, being the leader of my team, supporting them, uh, you know, supporting them and enabling them to support the business. Like I, you know, it, like, uh, I love it. Like it makes me happy. It makes me excited. Um, you know, the hiring process as well, like going, I mean, there's certain parts of the process that I don't you know, might not like enjoy or give me energy, but like, you know, at the end, like, you know, finding someone who's like amazing and talented and, you know, seeing how they can, you know, come into the business and have an impact, like that makes me excited. Um, and you know, additionally, like doing stuff like this, uh, I love, you know, uh, talking to interesting people, sharing ideas. Um, I love helping other entrepreneurs and, you know, I just find myself when I'm in these situations that it, it, you know, gives me energy. Like right now I can feel myself having this conversation. Like I I enjoy it. Like I love, you know, I love talking about this stuff. I love sharing. And, 
and yeah, so, you know, all these things, just kind of becoming more aware and, you know, trying to architect my role in, you know, in my business now as much as possible to, you know, where I'm performing these activities that like give me energy. And, you know, and again, I'm very fortunate to work with, you know, an amazing team. And I mean, we're also, you know, we're growing and figuring stuff out. And, and like, this isn't to say that I'm only all day, you know, doing the things that I love and that give me energy. Um, some stuff like, you know, at least right now in the business, like, you know, have to get done. And like, I'm the one that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still ultimately responsible for, for everything and, you know, some things just have to get done and, you know, I'm the one that, that is doing them. Uh, but as much as possible and continuing to move, you know, more and more in this direction, uh, I'm just really intentional about, about the activities that I, you know, personally perform and, you know, how I'm spending my time. And if it doesn't fit, you know, if it's not something that I think I'm the best person to do or, you know, fits into the role that I want to be playing, uh, you know, as quickly as possible, try to, you know, find someone else that is a better fit to, you know, handle and manage those activities so that, you know, I can then get back to more and more focusing on the things, you know, where I, I can have the biggest impact. Yeah. And this is, this is so interesting because this is something that I think the majority of people, the majority of business owners in general are not very good at hiring and really fostering those teams. You know, I can say for sure, almost every single one of my previous bosses back when I had a job was terrible terrible at managing people. It's just not something that comes naturally to people like finding the right person, hiring and fostering that the whole kind of team. So I'm wondering from someone like you who just like you've obviously figured this out very well and you have um, you have a real passion for it. What do you think um, some of the key factors are to like one hiring the right team, but then also, you know, making that team want to work for you really hard and getting everything to work correctly? Yeah, uh, good good questions, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot there uh, to unpack. And again, like I really like you know, part of it comes from like I just uh, I really enjoy this stuff, and and so you know, uh, get get kind of excited talking about these things. And anyway, so so a few things, you know, one is like with any of the you know, like anything, it's a skill, you know, hiring, managing, team, you know, team building, being a leader, uh, all these things are are skills. And, you know, I, for me, I kind of got started in my, you know, when I was first starting my entrepreneurial journey, um, kind of started, like, I kind of broke the hiring seal kind of quickly on some of the projects that I was, you know, involved with at the time. And, and yeah, that just kind of like got me, you know, started because uh, I know that, you know, more and more, I mean, I talked to so many entrepreneurs that like have very successful businesses, but they, you know, they don't like hiring, you know, they don't. I don't know. It's just not something that they enjoy. They don't think they're good at it. Um, and, you know, whereas me, like, I mean, part of it is I think I just got started with it, you know, really early. You know, I don't know. I put in my, you know, 10,000 hours, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah. So that's one thing. You know, it's a skill. You get better the more you do it. Um, you know, and additionally, like, this is just like, you know, communicating, being a leader, um, you know, being effective at, at, uh, you know, supporting and, and, you know, enabling your team to, you know, like achieve the, the different goals. Like, I don't know, these are all things that I'm also very, like, I love psychology and communication. And so, you know, I've read a ton of books about all this stuff. Uh, and yeah, you know, 
kind of pulled bits and pieces of from all of them to you know form my own kind of philosophy of of how I you know how I lead my team and how we hire and you know I think like you know you, you know one thing and it's interesting so we're getting uh, with with Sellerplex we're getting some really interesting you know insight and exposure into other people's businesses um, as well as how other people you know manage and honestly you know treat. I mean, I'm sure treat their team, but also how they treat my team because with with this business, you know, we're actually, you know, it's very, um, I mean, we're, we're really in there, you know, working in these businesses, you know, handling, managing, you know, getting the freight from, you know, China into Amazon or, you know, uh, putting together cash flow projections, you know, making sure the cost of goods are calculated, dealing with suppliers. So all these activities you know, we're like, there's quite a bit of interaction with the, you know, the business owner. And, you know, so it's interesting See, and I mean, also, uh, you know, all the people we work with are like awesome people, you know, they're great entrepreneurs, um, just like, you know, smart, kind, good people. Uh, and, and, you know, it's very, I mean, they, they do, and it's very important that they, you know, treat our team well. Uh, but it's also, you know, you just kind of see, um, you know, you know, some of the stuff running a business can be stressful and like you kind of see how other people, you know, maybe get in some of these stressful situations and, you know, how that translates to, you know, how they communicate and how they treat, you know, treat other people that are, um, you know, involved in the business. And I don't know, you know, for me, I think like at, at the core and something that's, that's really, you know, enabled me to, you know, really like be, be a, a strong leader of my team is just like, like, honestly, like I care, like I really care. I really care about these people. And, you know, and like, and they know that, um, you know, some of them and they've been working for me for, you know, three years and, um, you know, I visit them. Uh, I know about their families and, and yeah, and they know that like, if they ever have a problem and problems come up, like, you know, stuff happens, stuff breaks, you know, there's stress. And, you know, they know that if and when anything comes up, like they always can talk to me and, you know, genuinely, like I'm going to do whatever I can to, you know, make it okay for them. And like, maybe that means, you know, firing a client, which like has happened or, you know, if it's not, uh, if it's not the right fit, um, you know, if it's not working for the team, then it's not going to work, you know, long-term. And, and so whether that means again, you know, uh, you know, ending things with a client or, you know, or, or an account that we're working with, um, if it means like, you know, sacrificing some, you know, bottom line profit because, you know, the team needs help. And so we need to, you know, get them the help as opposed to, you know, them, you know, working overtime and, you know, just like going crazy, trying to handle stuff. They know that if they need the help, like, you know, I will, I'm committed to getting it to them. And, you know, like over the years, uh, it's something that, you know, my team, like, like they know this and, and, and because of this, because that they know this, like, yeah, like they work, they work really hard for me. And I mean, it's, you know, we've, we've got an amazing thing and like, you know, we've built up this, you know, this trust and, and, and this family that they know that like. I'm going to take care of them. If they need anything, they can come to me uh, and I, I will do whatever I can to, you know, make it okay and take care of them. And, you know, in return, like, 
you know, they, they on their end of the, you know, agreement, like, yeah, like they work really hard. They'll, you know, bend over backwards to figure things out. And, you know, and, and, and yeah, and it works like, you know, I work really hard for them. They work really hard for me. And, uh, that's kind of just like the, the culture that, that we have in our, in our business. Um, so what do you think are some things other than the getting rid of the problematic clients or the, you know, the poisonous employee, for an example, what are some, some practical things that you do? Maybe more subtle things too, like could be things that you say in your meetings or just kind of regular check-ins. Like, I'm not sure. Um, but what are some of the, the other practical things you do to foster that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been running remote teams for, yeah, I don't know. It's been, you know, uh, a number of years now, you know, three, four more or something. And, uh, yeah, there's some things that I've definitely, you know, learned or picked up along the way that, you know, we use in our business to, you know, foster good communication, foster team. Uh, so one of them is one-on-one -on -one calls, which like sounds, uh, sounds simple, but you know, super overlooked. And I remember there was a time when I was kind of first getting started with my business that I'm like, Oh, the dream, you know, I'm going to send the messages in Slack and I'm going to send voice messages and oh, like that's it. You know, I'm going to hire a manager and the business is just going to run. And like I wasn't, you know, talking to my team every week or, or they didn't have support, you know, every week. And yeah, like that was one thing, you know, I learned at this uh, entrepreneurship program I attended, you know, this is a couple summers ago now, but like, yeah, like having one-on-one -on -one calls with your team, like so important and so effective to, you know, understand, you know, problems to, you know, troubleshoot, to troubleshoot, uh, and just to, you know, build, build that rapport. Um, and, and that's something like, you know, like I perform, I mean, right now in my business, like I'm the one who's having these calls, but at other points in, in, you know, in other businesses, like, you know, just having somebody that is there, you know, to, to communicate with the team, you know, one-on-one -on -one to give them an opportunity to, yeah, like share whatever's going on. Uh, I think, you know, really, really valuable. Uh, some other stuff that we do, uh, you know, team calls, weekly calls, super, you know, super important, super valuable. Um, you know, we've got team in a bunch of different time zones and, you know, coordinating these calls are, are can be tricky, but just getting everyone, you know, on a call at the same time to be able to, you know, share high level updates to troubleshoot, you know, some specifics. Um, yeah. Team calls, super valuable. Uh, another thing that I've been doing or that I've been doing this for, for years now. And it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about, you know, running the business as well as, uh, I know my team enjoys are I share uh, Wednesday weekly update videos with my team. And so we've got a little, I mean, there's a little format that, you know, I've kind of developed of, uh, you know, every Wednesday, um, you know, pick a, a principal and it's like an opportunity to teach a little bit, go into different updates, shout out a team member, give a little update on, you know, where I am or what I'm doing. And, and yeah, like that's something again, like every week, I, I record an update video and share with the team to, you know, try to foster that, you know, the, the sense of team and keep everyone on the same page. And yeah, we're not all working in, you know, we're not all working in the same place, but you know, uh, because of that, there's, you know, we, we need to do other things in order to, you know, build that, you know, team and, and community and, and that family, um, and, and, and yeah, you know, then I think like, uh, another, you know, really big and impactful thing is, 
like actually meeting in person. And so, you know, a start like, uh, you know, I've gone and visited my team now over, you know, it's been, I don't know, uh, four, four times we've had kind of different team meetups and, you know, flying people in from, you know, different parts of the world. Uh, it can be, you know, it can be expensive. Um, and it can be, you know, like not, it can be, you know, challenging logistically, but like, you know, meeting, meeting in person, uh, is so, so impactful for, you know, for the relationships that you have, you know, online, offline, um, yeah, really, really valuable. And like, yeah, it can be expensive in terms of, you know, how much it actually costs in order to organize as well as like, you know, the time and the effort and yeah, like the hassle to, you know, coordinate all this stuff and, you know, you're flying, but, but yeah, the, it's like the, the results are, are so worth it, uh, to be able to really, you know, have this, yeah, to, to, you know, build that team culture. So, so yeah, those are some things that, that we do, um, that, uh, yeah, I think, you know, enable us to, or yeah, some of the things that enable us to, to have the strong culture that we do. So you guys have a really interesting insight into different Amazon sellers businesses. Usually like Amazon sellers that are, they already have successful products. They have everything up and running. So in your opinion, what are like the biggest, most common overarching issues that you see in their operations that you guys have identified and have come in to solve for people? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, the, all of this is super interesting. And, you know, part of it is like, I think we all have a natural tendency to think that the way that we do things or the way that we understand things is how, you know, everybody does things or understand things. And, you know, with my business, I just, you know, like I said, like I always loved hiring and I was very quick to hire and put people in these different roles. And, you know, also to be honest, like I'm not particularly organized. I mean, organization is not like a strong suit and, but I know that organization is important. And so I, you know, very intentionally would hire people around me that are far more organized, you know, that are far better at, you know, supply chain finance and just kind of assumed that like, Oh, like other, other businesses, you know, do the same. And yeah, it's been really interesting seeing, you know, getting insight into some businesses that are like, way, way bigger than, you know, mine ever have been and, and seeing how, you know, where they lack some of these, like, you know, organization, you know, what, what I thought were like organization foundations, you know, some examples are, you know, having an effective folder and file naming structure for, you know, how you store and organize POs and invoices and product information, uh, that was something that, you know, my, my team honestly developed for, for our business and it's, it's pretty impactful, you know, like you gotta, you know, you're trying to, uh, get some product through customs and you need to have access to a certain form or they want to see this from the invoice or that. And, you know, if you, if you're not able to, you know, if, if you don't have easy access to that information, um, you know, it's just, it's just a hassle and stress and a mess. Uh, and so that's one thing that we've seen and, and also that we, you know, help other businesses with is like getting that organization, uh, in place that allows them to, you know, run their business and grow and scale effectively. Uh, and, you know, and additionally, like a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it comes down to having the right, like organization and 
you know, structures and processes and systems in place on the on the bottom level that enable you know that enable uh, you to perform the other things that need to be done then effectively. And so another thing is like, you know, not an area that I personally enjoy, but like, you know, calculating cost of goods. So. You know, if you want to sell your business or if you want to take on an investment, then you need to have, you know, accurate numbers. This isn't, you know, this isn't a choice. Like you need to have accurate books. You need to have accurate numbers if you want to sell your business or take on investment. And so, okay, well, if you need accurate numbers, you need to be accurately calculating cost of goods after every shipment. And like, you know, because cost of goods, it changes, you you know, different tariffs change or, you know, product price change and, you know, shipping costs change. And and so again, if you want accurate, if you want accurate numbers, you need to have accurate cost of goods. So you got to calculate them after every shipment. And like, if you don't have the, you know, the, the right file organization structure in place, this can be a huge mess. <laughs> and, you know, and this is actually something we had a, a big project recently, um, you know, working for this, actually a big, a big fund that, you know, has bought a ton of, you know, they bought, I don't know, 10 Amazon businesses and like the businesses that they took over, like didn't have good organization in terms of, you know, how they kept all the invoices and POs and files and, and yeah, so like in order to, you know, and, and you know, they have uh, obligations to, you know, auditors because they're a fund and they've raised money and, you know, they have these different financial uh, requirements that they need to have accurate books in order to have that. You know, this was like a beast of a project on our end to, you know, go through all these random files and how to, you know, organize all this stuff to be able to come up with all these numbers. Um and, 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 and yeah, you know, that's stuff that like, again, it's, it's, it's important. Like it just, it has to get done. If you want to, you know, run like a, a successful and scalable and, you know, you want to sell one day, you got to do these things. And, you know, stuff again, like with my business, we, we, we've always been pretty on top of, you know, not because these are things that I personally am any good at, but because, you know, my team knows and like, you know, the, you know, I, I would stress to my team that we had to be organized and, you know, they, you know, thankfully I have a, a wonderful, uh, you know, woman who understands, you know, finance and the ne- business needs around finance who, you know, kept us organized and on top of this stuff. And, and yeah, that's like, you know, some of the examples of, of things that when we, when we come into a business that like a lot, you know, and you can be selling a lot of stuff and not have good organization in place. Um, and, and yeah, so that's, well, uh, certainly been interesting to see. Uh, and, and also I see part of our opportunity to, you know, get in and, you know, help and add value. Cause it's, it's been, you know, surprising how, you know, unorganized, um, again, a lot of businesses that were far bigger than mine have ever been. And so, yeah, that's part of what I see is our opportunity to come in and like, you know, help these businesses, like get all these things in order and just like, you know, handle it so they don't have to worry about it. They can focus on growing the business. They can focus on launching more products. You know, they can focus on doing whatever they want and they can also, they can, you know, rest easy knowing that these, you know, details are, are taken care of. Yeah. So you take care of all of the, the unsexy stuff that a lot of these entrepreneurs don't even want to look at. They're like my finances, like 
I don't know, money's coming in the bank, that's all I care about, right? And just more money's coming in, it's coming out. They don't want to sort out all the financial details and file structures and stuff like this, but like you just alluded to, that creates a massive problem pretty quickly if you're just neglecting it all, right? So like, you had to go through this massive project, which, you know, is costing this company a lot of money to get sorted out, right? Because, because of something that could have been sorted out in the beginning if the right structures and the right systems and processes were put in place and actually followed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, it's a lot of the stuff where like, you know, the best time to do it was, you know, yesterday, the next best time to, you know, get organized with this stuff would be today. And, and yeah, like sometimes that means there's, you know, you're starting with a backlog, but the sooner you get organized around these things, um, the, you know, more effectively you can just, you know, move forward and grow from there. Um, some, something else is kind of, uh, other kind of interesting insight that, that again is, you know, we kind of are, I think again, are, are biased towards, you know, how we operate. And, and again, for me, I always, you know, I always, um, erred on the side of, of hiring and delegating and, you know, offloading stuff. And, you know, it's stuff for me, like I see, you know, again, it's really, uh, interesting to see some, you know, businesses that, you know, very successful running and like, you know, the, the owner is, you know, he's doing like, you know, so many things and he's actually the one who's like, you know, following up with orders from the factory and getting that and, you know, booking the freight and, you know, talking to the forwarders and like all these activities that, I mean, I, you know, very quickly wanted to, you know, get off my plate. Cause I thought that was, you know, like, yeah, I wanted to be the, the business owner. Um, and you know, work on the business as much as possible instead of, you know, instead of, uh, you know, being tied up, you know, with the operations and, and, and yeah, I just thought that everybody kind of did that. And, and, and yeah, again, that's been something that's been interesting to see how many, how many businesses like struggle, you know, delegating and offloading, you know, things off of their plate and, you know, how many people that, you know, I talk to that are, you know, overworked and, you know, stressed, you know, just like dealing with all this stuff that, is certainly not their unique ability. And, and yeah, and again, like that's part of what I see as, as our opportunity to, you know, help, help these people, you know, get that stress and just workload off of their plate to allow them to, you know, do the stuff they enjoy, what they do best and, and ultimately build, you know, better, better and more fun and, you know, it's like more scalable uh, businesses. Well, Nate, it's been awesome having you on here, man. This is the kind of stuff, too, that this, like I said, guys, this is not the sexy stuff, but this is the stuff that you need to get right in order to build a scalable and ultimately sellable business. So Nate is really, really smart with this. And like, I'm definitely going to be chatting with him more after the podcast about a lot of this stuff, especially with team that he's very good at. Um, and I urge all the listeners to maybe... If you are neglecting some of the financial things, the operational things, make those systems. Get it off your plate. You can learn a lot from a guy like Nate about this kind of stuff. So, Nate, if people want to see more about what you're doing, where's the best place for them to find you online? Yeah, well, uh, first, thanks for having me. Uh, great chat. Super cool to just, like, meet and get to hang out in Bali and, you know, also have all this, uh, you know, Amazon stuff in common uh, as well as the, the acro and movement and kind of, you know, fun stuff. But... Uh, but yeah, so, uh, 
you know, with any of this stuff, anyone that's listening, um, if any of this resonates with you, you want help with any of this, uh, you know, please reach out. Happy to chat. Uh, you can find more information on sellerplex.com. Uh, and feel free to shoot me an email, nate at sellerplex.com. Uh, on our website, we've got uh, a lot of uh, free information available, and we actually have like a lot of our core SOPs and a lot of this stuff that I've been talking about. Uh, you can, you know, get access and download to to, uh, you know, hopefully be able to just you know start implementing and you know add value to your businesses. Uh, so so yeah, sellerplex.com, nate at sellerplex.com. Uh, if you like uh, yoga and travel pictures, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Nate Ginsburg. <laughs> Maybe see some some uh, pictures of me, me and Danny uh, playing around doing acro and handstands together uh, here in Bali. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's all my Instagram is just all acro yoga <laughs> pictures or like me on a motorcycle or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, come on, come and join us in Bali, guys. Acro yoga here is pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Views of the ocean and. Uh, some good ways if we're into the surfing and stuff like that. So if you guys want to see the show notes, then check out um, KenjiROI.com slash blog to find Nate's episode there. And if I can ask you guys a favor, if you guys would go on iTunes and just leave a review or on Spotify or whatever crazy app you're listening to this podcast on these days, just let me know what you're thinking about the podcast. Give me an honest review on there. Um, You guys are Amazon sellers, so I'm not going to tell you to uh, incentivize, leave some fake five-star review. You just leave whatever you want on there. I don't want Jeff Bezos coming after me and uh, you know trying to sue me or something. So until next time, guys, take care. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit KenjiROI.com.